0: flows out to the others proliferates
1: yeah i read a book that you gave me a while ago which one the i've already forgotten the name of it but it is the the last lecture whatever is that the the title of the book
0: so you read a book i gave you a while ago and you're bringing it up three weeks after you gave it back to me yeah well this is the first chance we get
1: It's an interesting book and it kind of reminds me a little bit in some ways of how I like to not be super worried about shit. Like there's a part of the book where he talks about how he would, people get nervous like about their kids spilling stuff in cars or whatever and like he wanted to set the president because some, I don't know if it was a wife or somebody, was telling her kids or yeah, telling their kids or something, oh, be careful in his nice new sports car. Don't get any dirt anywhere. It's like it's a brand new car. And then he proceeded to just open a can of soda and just on the seat dump it and and just to prove that he didn't really care and that material possessions didn't really mean much. I like that. I like that
0: mentality. It is a good mentality, and that book itself has a lot of lessons. I think um, there's some... Stuff that I've read that have said that within reason, a twenty thousand dollar car will drive the same roads as a hundred thousand dollar car. So, sure,
1: I'm, in fact, I'd say probably a twenty thousand dollar car is probably more reliable than yeah. a one hundred thousand dollar car. So, at, at least if you went to like a luxury car, something I'm sure if you could buy lots of perfectly reliable sixty thousand dollar cars because cars are getting pretty expensive. But, so
0: yeah, it's true, you can't you can't take the possessions with you which is a horribly Mm -hmm. cliche thing to say sure but it's true it's more a bit of the
1: disregard for material possessions that i appreciate like i i don't know really where it stopped along the line but i now have a set of vehicles that like if somebody in a parking lot just rear-ended me and i had a huge set of dents in the back i'd probably just tell them it's fine go away. I don't I don't care. I'm not going to chase anybody around for damages or something like that. And I will happily drive around with a dented car for the rest of that car's life. Well, I think you and I both
0: have a... You have quite a collection of dents. Yes. Uh, uh, my, my thing is, for something like that, this is it's an older car. I bought it used. Um, so the dents are bound to happen, especially based on the kilometers that I drove when I was doing baby photos. Mm-hmm. However, I will pursue the person if the the damage to the car is actually something that hinders the safety of the car. Of course. And and
1: that makes sense. That's a, a needed repair at that point. But I'm, I'm talking about, you know, pushed in plastic around a bumper, not well, damaging the you've bumper. You've seen the front of my so. car. I don't. No. I and don't. nothing about
0: that hinders safety. No. No. It doesn't look amazing. No, it doesn't. And depending but, on where I'm going, sometimes I drive or park further away.
1: But it's the lack of vanity required to have that position. Like... A lot of I've heard a lot of people say oh you know like I will say certain things like this and they'll be like ah oh, it'll be different when you buy a brand new car that costs X amount of money I like to prove them wrong I don't I don't know if I could afford a sports car I don't care I'm probably just gonna treat it like a, any old object in my life
0: Well, I mean it depends if you spend money on a on something that is new or new-ish and not a 2010 fusion or it's new to me or whatever there is a there can be a certain amount of pride or kind of clout that comes with it but that's purely up to the person pretty
1: much anybody who gets a new car is fussy about it at first i've never seen somebody who lacks any of that fussiness you know taking your Dirty shoes up before you get in, or something ridiculous. Okay,
0: so the the dirt side of things, yeah. the stuff that's controllable to an extent. If you spill something accidentally on a seat, okay, that yeah, you did that, and that's. But if you can control the cleanliness, I would say that the the next vehicle that I have is the one that I'm actually gonna going because when I got it, it was already it was already um 2014, so it was already seven years old. Mm-hmm. So some of the seat or interior issues weren't even my fault. Yeah. So if I get a car that's new, maybe I will lay down something before I put whatever in the vehicle. It also depends on the type of vehicle because, you know, the fusions may have a lot of passenger space, but you put one photo booth in there and it's pretty full. Yes, that's true. So if I get something that has a little bit more trunk space and I don't have to worry about the interior. Not trunk space, but like cabin.
1: Yeah, room, room. To, room to
0: store things. So, I don't know. Every
1: it's If you can clean it, I don't know. That's why I don't worry about the dirt. Because it is not good to get into the practice of just not cleaning your car for months and months and months. Because you just think that you can keep it to this clean standard. It's going to get dirty either way. So, you're going to be cleaning it either way. So... You can remove the dirt easily you vacuum you use some kind of steam cleaning product mm-hmm. i like I have a little Bissell thing that works really well for cleaning out the cars and stuff like that i don't know I, I do like things clean but i don't really i just understand that getting things dirty is a perfectly normal process of owning them
0: well it's a also a natural thing in life if you do anything Keep you come it. in contact with dirt yes
1: it is an interesting i i, I guess this is a bit different of a note. But it's an interesting neuroses that humans can exhibit, and especially mothers, in, in my opinion, because I've seen it all over the place, where it's the whole, oh, I just cleaned the house two days ago, and now i got to vacuum it again. Or I got I just did X, and now i got to do X. And then you could tell them, well, after you do it the next time, I bet you it'll be two days, and you'll be saying the same thing. And it just happens over and over again. It's almost like humans sort of get satisfaction out of being dissatisfied with something almost to a certain point.
0: I think when it comes to cleaning, and I am by no means a master cleaner, but I've spent time this past week trying to declutter. I know it sounds it's a lot cleaner than my place than yes. on the renovation. Yes. Um there's still clutter, but I'm working on it piece mm-hmm. by piece. And I think when I was growing up, we had kind of a um parental um, imposed schedule for cleaning yep. like every Saturday I cleaned the the bathroom and that was that and when you put it on a schedule and it's not I just cleaned last Saturday and now it's dirty there's a mental thing where it's like I, it, I'm i not worried about it today I'm going to do it again. I'm going to do it on Saturday yeah. so I'm not going to fret about it today because it's not the day to fret about <laughs> and Depending if on, on the, the size of the house, depending on the situation, if you know that, um, you know, unless it's super overflowing, that on Wednesdays is when you take out all the garbage and the, the smaller garbage cans and the kitchen garbage or whatever, then you don't fret about that until Wednesday. So there's ways of doing it. It, it. it Maybe when you're a mother and you have lots of kids going around, you can't follow a schedule because things get dirty, and then you have to clean them up. Yeah. I think that's a localized thing almost. The way it was in my family,
1: since it was three of us, uh, there was...
0: Basically, we, we would divvy up chores, but like, let's just say if somebody had vacuuming... Ken confirmed that Memes has... Replied back saying he likes the idea of just shooting the shit and having a conversation on camera.
1: Let's let's take a dive away from whatever I was talking about because it's not that important.
0: <laughs> it's cleaning. It's just yeah,
1: white. It's not not <laughs> important. Well, in memes is a Facebook page that I we we heard about it from Niagara four one one I believe.
0: Well, I knew about them beforehand. Yeah, and,
1: and then he talked about it a little bit.
0: We didn't talk about it with Niagara four one one. he had. And Welland, memes had shared the Niagara four hundred and eleven podcast.
1: Oh, is that where? Okay. Well, anyways, I got acquainted with this page after that, and I really like the page as a person who lives in Welland and likes to shit on Welland because it's not the greatest of places. But yeah, there's a Facebook page, and this guy kind of just shit posts. It's a lot of memes, as it entails, but it's it's also observations. He posts. Now Melissa's and then.
0: house has been on. Like, pictures Ooh, of in her there. house. Because there's a guy on an e-bike that wouldn't buy it or something? There's no.
1: A, what's his name? Mike the e-bike guy? No. Right. The, the house Characters. has
0: been... Because during the summer, her grandfather will put his e-bikes out on the front lawn. mm mm-hmm. so, I knew it had something to do with e-bikes. Well, of course it did. Yeah. But I'm... You're feeling... <laughs> you're talking about e-bike sales. You're feeling a need for a city. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's not an amazing, but it's a thing. vastly
1: disrespected product slash it is. user base.
0: But do you want to know something? My dad sells them, and right. I when I sit down and I think about it, who drives e-bikes around Tilsonburg, Though, well, there's hey. a lot of people that, uh, you know, may or may not have had DUIs. No, no I I don't to necessarily to
1: mean the type of people. I just mean like I've never seen somebody they're, and everything's so far apart unless there. you're in the downtown core.
0: Yeah, fair enough. In fact, if you go to the town center core in front of the mall, there's a lot of
1: e-bikes. Yeah. As soon as you venture on any of those side roads, I feel like people just run you off the road. It's not that kind of environment.
0: No, but my dad sells to young people. Yeah. It's it's a different mentality, too. You get a job. You can't afford a car. You need a way to get there. Some people spend the $1,500 on an e-bike, and mm. it can be an economic way of doing things.
1: No, I, I don't deny that. I like e-bikes. I like the concept of e-bikes. There's two factors that make them issues. One, everybody talks about it like, oh, you don't pay insurance, you don't have like all these stickers, or whatever, like you shouldn't be able to share the road. And I agree with that. Two, they're too slow to share the road anyways. But three, they are allowed to use the road like bicycles. So you need to almost make a system where it is treated separately than traffic like a bicycle, but it's more of its own thing. But then there
0: should be some
1: sort of. If you had like an e-bike lane, that would still probably cause problems. So it doesn't really make that much of a difference. I don't really know what you would do.
0: There should be some sort of certification, at least to, uh, like I don't. It's weird. I. Agree. You should be able to get tickets.
1: Yes, that's. I don't really care about certification because, how many brain cells do you need to know to maybe use turn indicators? Stop Apparently at a lot. stop signs. Yeah, but just get people to take it and like enforce it. That's true. That's like, fair. N- with no, no leniency for at least a couple of years until people get on the page that you have to use these things in an according manner. And I know lots of cyclists don't use hand signals and things like that.
0: It's always jarring when you see them.
1: Yeah, but but again, cyclists are definitely at risk for for as a safety hazard. But it's mostly to themselves. Most often, I don't even, I don't even really know how many. Cycling incidents there are in this region, but it can't be a whole ton. i very in Toronto or somewhere. Like sure. In Toronto, it's unbelievable. Yes. Where you have a lot of people, a lot of congestion, a lot of cyclists. And they have more ways to mitigate bicycle travel than like anywhere else. There's systems in place, and it still isn't working
0: that well. I don't know. I think eventually like a lot of things it'll hit a critical mass and then we have to figure out exactly how to deal with it but it has it, it, sales keep happening so yep. it hasn't hit that mass point although a lot of places if you make them faster which then, most of them have the capabilities of being yes, faster then,
1: then they're illegal to to use in that way if you make them faster legally and you just say you have to get a plate and you have to get insurance that solves a lot of the problems cuz then they can just behave like a motorcycle which and then you have to do the tests and stuff required but to do that but then the problem with that is people who can't get driver's licenses
0: yes it i don't know it's one of those weird things where it does solve an issue that was there but it solves it imperfectly
1: yeah then you're stuck with a bunch of people with DUIs on slow mo mope- like slow vehicles yeah no, there isn't really much of a way around it.
0: No, I, I don't know. I mean, it's...
1: Although there is an interesting solution that is forthcoming and kind of here. Self-driving cars. Those work if, if you could own one of those, and you're a person with a DUI or whatever, and you can't drive anymore, That I think people that have that circumstance should be able to own those types of vehicles. Of course course we're talking about a vehicle that probably only can be you know driverless it won't accept user input to operate it
0: and that'll be a high-end option for some people yeah unfortunately a lot of people that have duis or it's a mix i
1: i remember quite clearly working at a factory job and lots of people drove e-bikes because they had impaired driving charges they probably made enough money to buy Finance, I don't know, a $40,000 car, probably. They probably had one before they got
0: their license suspended and all that matter. But they're not making. I thought the shift in self driving cars was going away from fully not autonomous. Really. You have to still be in the driver's seat.
1: Yeah, for every option so far, there isn't a commercial vehicle you can buy that is fully driverless. But they exist in in testing phases everywhere. And hopefully they're more thought out than driverless. I mean, there's lots of cars that have radar guided cruise control, lane assist like all these things that you would call all that car drives itself. But it's not really like that. People do have to take over the wheel. Whereas Google's done testing with their own little driverless car. Seems to be pretty productive. I I don't I think they've talked about how there was an accident, but it was caused by somebody else and, and that's about it. And they've driven across America so many times it's definitely gonna exist i think it's you can buy hmm. i don't really know if you if they're going on sale this year but I, I feel like it's really soon that you'll be able to get something like that it, it seems like it should be really close there's so it many does. examples of it hmm. did you see have you been keeping up with ces
0: i was gonna mention that because if ces is held at roughly the same time every yeah, beginning, january beginning of the year yeah then we're almost 100% at our one year mark for this because I think it was our first or second episode. We covered some of the weirder CES stuff. And since CES is done. We had like a script. We did. Almost. I had a list of sheets and it was very, very we were scripted more organized. and we were awkward. Yeah.
1: Yeah, it was a very different time.
0: It was. Hmm. I don't know what's better. Having some sort of schedule makes sense, but still. Um, no, I have been keeping up. The big thing everybody, everybody and their uncle keeps sending me is the, uh, rollable TV. Yeah. That was, it looked cool. I like how it goes into the little box. So do I. Below. I wouldn't spend what it'll cost when it first comes out. Most yes. people are saying like north of eight to 10,000. Yeah. And it's a, it's a. Like a status symbol. At that
1: price, people will buy it. It'll definitely sell. Mm -hmm. I like that it looks just as good as any
0: other comparable TV of its size. I know. It seems as though they probably could have come out with something years ago that did it, but they would have sacrificed quality. But instead, they waited, they perfected, so they have a very quiet system Mm -hmm. that doesn't sacrifice quality No. that will work. And I think it's rated... I think they said 50,000... Actuations of that. Actuations, which is cool. four times every day for the next 34 years. Yeah. Something ridiculous. So. um,
1: It has like a little feature where it pops up a little bit. Yep. Uh, a, lot, a lot of that's a gimmick. The idea of a TV that disappears is, I guess, interesting for aesthetic reasons, but the rest of it's kind of pointless to me.
0: Well, some people... My dad has a... It would depend on personal preference, but my dad has a watch, or a watch, a bedside clock that displays the time on the ceiling. Yeah, the little projector ones. Those. So if you had a TV that... Because you probably schedule it that at 1 o'clock in the morning. If you fall asleep with the TV on... Because you have a $10,000 TV in your bedroom. <laughs> it'll roll down to just the clock, so when you wake up you can actually see the time in full, glorious yeah another way to view the time 4k time <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that's interesting it's a neat idea um, and it would be cool I don't know if Best Buy or anybody would ever get them right away but I'd like to see it in person
1: yeah I think Best Buy is probably your best shot there's a, another home theater store in the region Gibby, Gibby's. Gibby's which they tend to get a lot of the good stuff too a lot of the really high end stuff. I, I I actually like the way their shop's set up. I don't necessarily like the way most of their employees are. It's, it's a weird environment. They like they like I feel like they try to for one ignore you like when you first come <laughs> in. And two, you start asking for a very specific product, like so I I've been I in there
0: I've been there asking for very specific yeah, things. And then they
1: look at you like you're crazy. Yeah. And then they fucking they start trying to act like they know more than you as if that's somehow an important matter. And then you, you walk away with the product and you're kind of annoyed. I
0: don't know. I went to Rome with a gentleman who used to or still works at Gibby's. And he was the weirdest gentleman of the Rome trip. And we were in our early 20s. And he was so, I, I like flying. I've flown. It doesn't bother me. Mm-hmm. Even the, you know, 18 hours of travel in flight, that was tough, but it doesn't bother me. And it bothered him. And it very pinpointed how much of an odd and enclosed person he was. And I just mentioned, I'm like, I'm assuming you don't travel too often. And he flipped on me it's like in the a personal airport. Personal attack? Oh no! It was just casual conversation. Yep, I didn't mean anything more than maybe a slight passive aggression, Scarred his his manliness. But no, he flipped out in the airport. He, he couldn't like, handle a shit. You, you don't talk like that. No, but he was not fit for travel. No. Yeah,
1: I could see that being a, an issue with somebody that works there. It's a weird... I don't know. It's like different than any other sales environment.
0: But the prices are apparently very good there for certain
1: things. They're fine. I got my Fio EM10K headphone amplifier there for like $10 less than Amazon, which is good. Happy with that. What else? I, I haven't really bought too many things there, but it's very specific stuff. Audio equipment... And a lot of car audio equipment, home theater stuff, they have a lot of very specific things, which is nice.
0: I went in and I was looking for home theater stands, like speaker stands. Mm-hmm. I thought, out of all places, they would have them. No. They didn't have anything. They didn't have anything that would work. I guess they just sell wall mounted systems? No, they didn't. They weren't helpful at all. Oh. It was odd. Yeah. And that was one of the last times that I went in there. They haven't been there once hmm. after. But it's not, I know it exists. It's always there. They have good signage. Hmm. You know that, who they are, but.
1: A lot of good stores in that sector of like Geneva Street. They got uh, Long and McQuaid Music, which is that that specific location is probably my favorite guitar location to go to. They have really good selection. I don't know. I could sit there for hours and pick up all their different guitars and give them a a play. Fair prices, too. And then there's the one... I can't... I don't know if it's... Is it... If it's Vietnamese or Chinese or something, but there's an Asian food store. Yes. It's beside a Vietnamese restaurant, which makes me think it's Vietnamese, but I don't know. I don't know for... Anyways, they have all sorts of Asian cultures, products, and, and they have... Some of the best selection I've ever seen for that kind of stuff. If you've heard of something that's like a, I don't know, an Asian di- like you would need it for an Asian dish or something, they they have it. It's incredible. And I think I got like something like octopus arm chips or something weird last time. I don't know. They have tons of Was weird. Was it good? Yeah. I like, I like seafood, so it worked for me. But But they have, yeah, they have lots of weird stuff like that. Good place to go. And Photobo, also right
0: beside it. Great, I've been there. Great place to go. So let's talk about a thing that's on my mind, because I'm curious, because you, I have to assume, are stone cold sober right now. I am. <laughs> I would hope. I had coffee like five hours ago. So, um, when we were drunk on New Year's, we had come up with the brilliant idea to, at some point, try stand-up comedy. How do you think Thursday is going to go? Do you think the amateur nights are filled with talent? Oh, or do you well, think it's going to be awkward?
1: <laughs> so, I and you have been to comedy routines at Showtime. It, it hit and miss. Funny enough, a lot of times the MC is kind of the worst part. They really, they're, tend to be the awkward people, which is strange. A lot of the acts that get up are good, and a few of them are just flops, but...
0: But this I it's don't know. Okay. I've never been to their open or amateur night. I've been to ones where they have like the two No, I have been to slightly more established
1: comedians. Yeah. Nights.
0: And even then sometimes they the club something or yeah. whatnot. The the host that MCs a lot of their stuff, uh, way back when when we had Alex Kazam on, um he his host for his uh Illusion... Illusion... Illu- 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 fuck. Illusion show. Illusion show. Uh, was one of the people that I've seen quite a few times at uh, Showtime. And Alex actually put me in my place by saying that it's actually a good thing that this guy never has new material. Which I disagree with wholeheartedly. Because the jokes that... I went to go see Alex's show. And the jokes that he did there were the same as I saw him the second time At Showtime, as well as the first time, just Mm -hmm. with slightly different endings and pandering to a Niagara Falls crowd, so they make fun of somewhere else. Whereas in St. Catharines, they make fun of poor Colburn. They might have made fun of Welland in Niagara Falls. It's like different, different things like that, but still the same routine. Mm -hmm. I hate that. Absolutely hate that. I'm gonna be so disappointed if on Wednesday, if Bert's thing is just his latest special. I know he doesn't do it like that. The whole group like Ari, Bert, and Joe they all agree that once a special hits so, that's when you just scrap everything that yeah. you've done. and you Which start. is
1: fair because I mean most comedians would be building up a bit and seeing how things are received and all that the whole time. They're doing these smaller shows and then they'd probably pick the best of that for the special and yes. then
0: so then move on. Hopefully with it being a new tour his first ever stadium tour or concert first ever yeah he's never done big big really venues that's cool yeah Uh,
1: there's a a chance he's gonna do the machine i think he always says he has to uh, and i I don't really it's gonna be a a big you know stadium like you said so he probably will i don't really actually care i'd like to see other stuff
0: I like the other stuff. He, Although if he adds something more to
1: the story, which I've seen a couple versions of it that are slightly different, and then they're kind of exciting again. It's funny to yeah, to see multiple versions of the same joke be told over and over. I
0: like... Um, if you go online, you can actually watch the routine develop because on one of the early, early like webcam uh, Joe Rogan podcasts he tells the story but it's a story Yeah, it's not a joke it's a story i'd be interested in watching that and joe apparently off camera was like that's that's a joke that's a joke like you take yeah. that you may it's funny yeah and to go from there to there like it, it's interesting to watch something like that develop from just a story to actual like gold i remember finding him on facebook that's that's where he says that most people know him from because the machine story, I, I, I assume in 2017, just took off on Facebook. Like, hundreds of millions of people watched it. Mm-hmm. And that's luck. Like, he's talented. Yeah, he's it's funny. But lightning in a bottle. And now you have to perform. Mm-hmm. So. I think it'll be a good show. I think it will be, too. And I'm equally looking forward to Thursday to see how...
1: I'm not equally looking forward to it, but I'm definitely <laughs> looking forward to it.
0: Oh, well, I'm looking forward to it for different reasons. I want to see yeah. what the amateur, oh, anybody-can-sign-up-to-be-on-stage comedy of Niagara is like.
1: Maybe we won't feel so bad, and maybe we'll want to do it too because we think we can do a better job. Although I don't really have any talent in writing
0: jokes. So how would you do it? I'm. St- I'm. St- when you were drunk, you said you wanted to.
1: Yeah, no. It's an interesting thing to push myself. Towards. You could try to do it. There's a lot of stuff that me and and my friends at work and, and other friends find really funny that perhaps doesn't work as well with other people. Like sometimes <laughs> I tell Tila about these stories and she just like looks at me like, "What the fuck are you?" Hey, laughing Hey, to be about? fair,
0: Tila tells us stories sometimes.
1: Yeah, and we're both like, "What the?" A lot of times she, time she relies a lot dragons. On, yeah, and she relies a lot on puns. And if it's Dungeons and Dragons, I've tuned out within the first two seconds anyway, so it's... yeah, Wherever that's going to go. <sighs> like, maybe maybe I could turn this into a joke. Perhaps. Okay. There's really stupid stuff. Like, for instance, the restaurant that Well and Memes was quoted on the sign up front is, is a restaurant called Cheers. And, and he said something about the food and whatever. The, this restaurant put it up on the sign. thought it was funny. But then a friend and I... Since we go to work every morning, drive, you know, past this restaurant, saw the sign, saw the name of the restaurant, Cheers. I don't remember who said it, but we were talking about like gimmicks that they could have as, as a restaurant that called that's called Cheers. And you could say, ah, when we, we cater to like lonely people or whatever, because, you know, people come in to drink at a bar. And we will pre-Cheers every beer we give you. You don't got to worry about cheersing it with somebody. It's pre cheersed and th- th- this is weird. People be like, "What?" And like, "Yeah, it's kind of funny." That is funny. <laughs> kind of like a commercial, just with two hands, you know, ramming a set of beer steins.
0: At the Cheers Bar in Welland, you never have to worry about being alone. All of our beers come pre-cheered. Exactly. That's funny. A, a lot of this there's something there. Yeah. There's, there's
1: a lot of stuff like that that I think. I always, uh, For some reason, I think about it this like the first time I saw it was in GTA 4, Grand Theft Auto 4. And I guess the radio and the older games too. They would have, thing, they would have lore essentially associated with this world where they'd have a TV in that game that would show like random TV shows and commercials for in- absurd products and things. That, but they're just parodies of real life things. Yep. A lot of those ideas and jokes that I have, I feel like would fit in perfectly if I had a TV show and I needed lore. And I wanted to put something really fucking funny on the TV and just make it fit into the universe, because they have what is it? The beer and Grand Theft Auto was piss Yeah, and it's hilarious. They have like commercials for it, and they have all these branding things associated with it. You could create a product line and a fake product line, and it'd be hilarious. Cheers I, beer that's pre-cheers at the factory, every bottle. That's funny.
0: Yeah, there is something there, and it's a
1: lot of that kind of stuff. I should try to put it together a bunch of those weird things and make a a routine out of that
0: all you need is like four minutes yeah i don't know
1: how long i think when i've gone before most of the comedians are up for at
0: least 10 yeah but these once again this is an amateur amateur, night right right? so most might be given five unless they've been there and they might be given a little bit more so it's going to be pretty rapid do you think of yourself as a person that would be
1: using you would use a lot of transitions in your comedy like things would flow in a sensible way or it would just be abrupt joke over next one
0: when i've been thinking about this because i had a dream where i've had two separate dreams where we both did very well and we both fucking sucked so probably gonna suck i mean i don't expect it, the first we made, made it any good. far enough to the fact that we both ended up on stage but our reception was lukewarm i feel like amateur night People going typically don't expect the best, so no. maybe that's a good thing. My idea would be is I would have a list of of my already proven to make, within reason, sometimes strangers laugh. you got a lot of good stories. Stories, yeah. And then I would try to find a way to, like you said, segue from one to the other. And then if I have to write them down, I I don't think I could do that. No. I think I would have to get Justin and Teal or somebody new to sit down as I tell them the story and then record it because that's the only way. But I know where the humor in the yeah. where the where the beats are like um the Okay it's the first time I've ever told any of these stories on here but this this is good we had Kevin on the podcast we did yes okay and he and I used to do the radio show and this is this is just a wonderful anecdote if anybody who knows Kevin is listening to this and he was always pining for this woman I won't give her name away but describe he, pining uh
1: in love but Asperger's style oh, okay <laughs> is this an actual word that means
0: that pardon is, is, is no sorry. pining would not be I was being polite amazing that would be fantastic uh, he was pining. he was a six foot eight tall schoolboy crushing on a college girl who was a bit um, over sexualized mm-hmm. I don't know if I can say that if anybody's watching this you know what I'm talking about anyways and she had a boyfriend and he wasn't a fan of the boyfriend and we were walking to the theater one night and it's like hmm. I figured out why I like so and so I'm like why do you like so and so Kevin it's like ah oh. well it's cause she reminds me of my mother oh I have heard that from and you. I'm like It's weird, but I'll give you a pass on that one because that's biological. It's probably... That is a really Asperger's thing
1: to say. It's amazing because it's it's a deduction of exactly all the things that people would hide about their feelings, and they would probably hide it to themselves. (laughs) They wouldn't even understand that the person they're romantically interested in reminds them of their mother, and that's why they like them. But he, in his brain, was able to deduce That's why. Step A, B. Straight line. Easy.
0: Then we walk past the boyfriend's (laughs) house. He's like, and her boyfriend also reminds me of my father. Oh. <laughs> Why is that, Kevin? Because he fucking hates me. Like, <laughs> <laughs> that's so good. And that's, that's a story that you don't expect, but that's A, 100% true. Yes. B, just a fun little trip into somebody's psyche, mm-hmm. and then it flows, because I've also got relationship advice from Kevin as well none of which was particularly good.
1: But it'd probably be really boiled down to the most basic elements. Jesse,
0: love is like a fire if you tend to it and, you know, keep it contained. It'll burn. It'll keep you warm. It's all nice. But if you just let it run loose, it'll fucking kill you.
1: (laughs) (laughs) It sounds like something came out of a TV show pretty much.
0: Right? So stuff like that, I think, flows naturally. I don't know what style of comedy it would be but it's just stories it's i think that's if i were to do it it would just be pure storytelling
1: you can link a lot of people together if you do if it's just stories about people then you say ah you know the finish telling one story and it's like but that's a lot like this other friend that you know yeah so and so it's not so bad because it's a similar group of comedy i, I suppose oh, of course observational comedy is a little bit like that too
0: it's weird because it's observational, but. I'm also not just observing. I'm in and
1: in certain... No, no, it's about people. It's about social interactions. Observations are more broader than that. Probably more like if you want to talk about people, the psychology of like masses of people or or just like the way that we've created the world around us and and stuff like that. And you could have political observational comedy and all that. Those tend to... I do think they link a little bit better to each other. I can't remember. There's There's a couple comedians that are just... Every joke is just so far away from everything else, and there's no transitions between anything. But if if they're any good, it it works.
0: It's true. Segway segways are sometimes hard to do. I'm trying to, I'm trying to think. Okay, I'm trying to think of a
1: specific comedian's name. Maybe you know him. He, I think, was really popular in maybe the late 80s and 90s he died i think of a heroin overdose or something in the mid 2000s okay um but he was like a really sound like a stoner pretty much well he did a lot of drugs so yeah but he he had this really laid back chill funny laugh yeah that's him (laughs) he (laughs) non-sequiturs yeah everywhere that's that's all there was nothing that ever linked together that was not existent in his comedy but it's hilarious
0: he was really good. Very weird. Very, very weird. Always performed with his eyes closed. What? <laughs> he would always wear glasses, and he would always perform with his eyes closed because he had stage fright.
1: Really? Yeah. I didn't know that. I don't really know much of his personal history. Uh, Joe Rogan mentioned him, and I just watched the two of his routines.
0: But it was it was fantastic. Oh, he is. He is. But as as long as I know Mitch Hedgebur, Mitch Head. Hedgeberg, but as long as that's true, and I'm 95% sure it was, he implemented sunglasses into his routine and he always performed with his eyes shut. That's funny. That in and of itself is a joke. Well, it's also qu- kind of quirky, right? Yeah. So that's neat. I don't know if I'd be able to perform... No. With my eyes shut. I don't really... You wouldn't be able to work a crowd no. very well. You can't read people. Or you can't <laughs>
1: pick people out. Although that wasn't his style. He didn't really pick people no. out in the audience and throw an uh, ad-lib joke. Uh, no, I, I, I don't really
0: get stage fright that much. It's been a... See, that's that's where I get weird. Because the only time I've ever really been on stage, I didn't get stage fright but that Greece show was so overproduced, and by the time my character shows up, people have fucked up ten times, mm-hmm. so I can just do what I need to do. Um, I got nervous at Shane and Heather's wedding. That's because I, I, yeah, it's I didn't fucking have anything to say. No, and I couldn't. I normally for something like that, I would write a speech and I would add jokes, but it was really hard to write a speech. If I wrote Justin's. Uh, wedding speech done killer it'd be funny mm-hmm. if i wrote your speech Tila's speech anybody that'd be fine that was really hard to do so i winged it and it wasn't good so in that situation having something written and prepared yeah, probably, definitely probably better so i was nervous then in front of a crowd that i don't know okay. i'd have to have one drink beforehand mm. and i'd have to start with a story that I know can get a laugh because once there's one laugh, I'm more comfortable.
1: You're building the rapport with the audience in that way. For me, it, it's a lot of just getting used to presenting material. And of course, I always thought I was good at it and then you would step up to the next level of some big thing and, until I got to my thesis project and then that was sweating bullets. But then by the end of that even, because you have to like show your what your work is and stuff, before you get to the final presentation and you sort of get in the routine and you know how it goes, it's more relaxing. And by the end of it, yeah, I was perfectly fine. And that's like the most pressure I've ever felt. I don't think I'd feel that much pressure to present jokes I've made because the (laughs) worst thing that happens is
0: nobody likes me, and that's fine. That's true. There's no repercussion to that at all. No, no, not really. Especially since if, if you try it, you're either not good at it Mm-hmm. there's potential or you end up being good at it. Yep. You don't fail a class. You don't get fired or yep. anything. So I think it's an interesting thing to try and it's one that we should definitely try. What are the odds you think of making it big as a, a comedian? Not good. I can't. Good. The but, only the but... only thing that makes it better, and they mention it all the time, yeah. is the fact that it's everywhere now. There's so many goddamn stand-up specials on Netflix of people that I don't know, and then they're just bringing old stuff back. All of a sudden, all of Tim Allen's old stand-up specials are on Netflix. I'm like, It's cool. Cool. Doesn't age well.
1: No. I don't really like much of his old stuff.
0: I don't mind it. It's just really...
1: I, I like it more on TV. Well, yes. But, 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 like, I'm more interested to know, because I know a lot of people don't Succeed at it, but I just watched the McDonald's documentary on Netflix. Great thing. It's, you, you watched listen. the McDonald's biopic. Same shit. Whatever. It basically is a documentary pr- presented in a very narrative style. That I don't know if everything's true, but it's fine. The one thing I got from that, it was talking about persistence is like the underlying theme of the thing, and they even use that word. How many persistent comedians make it to some? notable level of success like let's just say okay
0: you're doing this every week for five years so i'm going to assume right off the bat that there is a high percentage could even be half that think they're funny they get up on stage nobody laughs and they never try it again. Yeah, I'm sure it happens right yep and i would say that half is probably a fair number because that's uh even if there's no repercussions mm-hmm. that's awkward you're not yeah. feeling so hot you thought you were funny and now you're not um of the people that still continue mm-hmm. depends on what you define as successful like well the but the making, guy, making it your career okay making it time your time. career the guy who opens for alex kazam can't remember his name no. is also the guy that uh emcees and sometimes performs just as a regular act at Showtime and yuck yucks so when alex is in there mm-hmm. he's making a living as a comedian that's cool has he been on tv no, no. is he gonna have a netflix special anytime soon unlikely mm-hmm. but he's making a living as a comedian how many people can make a living as a comedian mm, depends on how good a living <laughs> yes Hmm. see a lot of people like what it
1: it also depends on how you treat it like if it's a hobby or if it's something else because if it's a hobby what hobbies have you genuinely kept up with and done regularly for the past five years writing right most people maybe have one I would think even photography has disappeared as a hobby for me and that was something I loved and did like to uh, just absolute I, I don't even know what pretty much every second of every day that I was outside and sometimes while I was inside there was a camera on me or on around
0: is that because you work so much now or because your interest changed i don't know
1: i, I think it has a lot to but it, it lacks it means that i lack persistence with the photography stuff because i could find a way to make it work while working at a at drop i could have kept a freaking camera under my shirt while i build houses if i really wanted to yeah. and i'd probably still get i'd probably get some cool shots something that nobody else has ever done because nobody's been that persistent to keep the camera on them right that is true although i do have a cell phone camera I suppose that I do use sometimes but it's mostly just to take pictures of what I'm doing to share with people I know more or less it's not really an artistic thing well I guess it could be there's there's some yeah no there's pretty much no hobby that I've kept up with that consistently for five years so if you classify comedy as a hobby you're probably not going to make it
0: (sighs) That depends, because eventually a hobby can be a way to make money, and then if you end mm-hmm. up making money from it, you might spend more time yes. doing it. If you could perhaps take a
1: leap of faith and leave maybe a state more stable career.
0: Comedy is kind of neat, because you could probably have a 9-to-5 job oh, yeah. and, still, you'd and still, still be able, able to night- perform. Um, has- my... Long term, hey, I'm gonna spend ten years writing a novel thing. That mentality could entirely change if I sell something. Be like, if I want to sell something else, I can't. I can't be thirty six. No, you can't take that long. And sell it something else. Yeah, it has to be done now. So even hobbies, yeah, you might not do anything with it right away, hmm. but it can turn into something. But if you are just a comedian as a hobby, then I don't know. Even the people who do it as hobbies become
1: very well connected, I'd imagine, in the span of like just a year. You'd get to know all of the other comics in the area. You get to know the people who run these venues. You'd get to know lots of people, and you'd probably build up sort of a, a community around you. I wonder if it's a bunch of people that are just uh, self congratulating. Well, no, it, maybe it's an echo chamber. I'm sure it's like that where people start telling you things are good. You're in a circle that probably is probably not that good.
0: I don't know. It's either going to be a chamber of people like, oh, good job, you know, not bad for your first try, or it's gonna be people that are ruthless, especially if you do well, right? If you had somebody oh, who's yeah. like, this is your first time on stage and everybody laughed at your stuff, yeah, what the fuck? Yeah, oh,
1: I think it would be like that. If if you do well, it's gonna be,
0: especially a lot if of you criticisms. do. I mean if you go on stage expecting no laughs, then any laugh is an extra point. I mm-hmm. think that's a weird thing, but I think any new comedian when I should set the expectations low. If I can get people to mildly applaud when I leave the stage even if they don't laugh, <laughs> like even if it's half-hearted, that's mm-hmm. a success. It's not bad. <laughs> They're like, ah, thank you. I'm Jesse Dolster."
1: Okay, well, that's. I wonder how crowded it gets. On amateur
0: night, probably not very. Because during the regular shows, they can they fill up every seat in the house pretty much. So that's why it'll be interesting research. Mm -hmm. We just get well connected, and then we talk to all the people and be like, "Hey, let's record some of your bits."
1: We could become producers of comedy. (laughs) That's interesting, and it'd be probably it'd be the up the cost to film a comedy act is really low. We haven't already. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we we could do audio flawlessly. We could do lighting and video all flawlessly. Yeah. Uh, I don't know how quickly you'd be accepted by Netflix if you try to publish it as a special, but not quickly. At but all. it's produced and created, so at least you have that part done. I guess with your best bet's just to post it to every social media outlet you can, and, and hope that somebody finds it funny, bit attraction, and yeah. then you get lucky. Maybe something gets tens of thousands of views, and then maybe you can confront yeah. Netflix about it. I don't know how much traction you need to catch their attention. Hmm. It, it is very interesting, because it is very curated on Netflix. Although there is lots of content, it is still very, very selected about what gets on there.
0: But their, their ideas or their morals for selecting the content is odd. Because a lot of it shouldn't be there like some of it's really badly produced stuff Mm -hmm. Um, fun fact and this says something Netflix is notorious for buying studios crap like a studio doesn't want to produce doesn't want to release something under their name Netflix will buy it Mm -hmm. Um, Will Ferrell and John C. Riley just had a movie come out called Sherlock and Watson or Holmes and Watson I've seen the advertisements for it it didn't look good no. But it was legitimately horrible. Like people, this, now that it's been released, the director's like, yeah, we tried to tell them not to release it in theaters because we just weren't happy with the end result. Hmm. And we tried to sell it to Netflix and they said no. Wow. I know. <laughs> That's, that is an unbelievably not glowing review. When Netflix says no, yeah, something with big actors. Do you limit. want a Will Ferrell movie as a Netflix exclusive? No, it's strange.
1: Yeah, to have what you say, a list celebrity. Yeah,
0: yeah, Will Ferrell. I'd say so. A definitely a list comedic celebrity. He's faded. he definitely reached a peak of fame somewhere along the way. Yeah, because now most movies that he does aren't just Will Ferrell. No, I guess they never used to be. He he was always a comedy duo, like Step Brothers, him and John C. Riley. Yeah, Talladega Nights, him and John C. Riley. But like Elf, he's pretty much the okay. Star Independent of the show. and or er, star of the show, and he did. Chris, what else did he actually star solo in? Because he did. Um, Blades of Glory with John Heder, <laughs> and then he did Daddy's Home one and two, and uh, Christ, what was the what was the movie? He did Daddy's Home one and two, and the Nice Guys or something like that. All three were with Mark Wahlberg, but I can't remember the Business Guys, Anchorman. Okay, Anchorman, That's right.
1: a good example, right? As a starring, yeah. Star of the show. Yeah. Great. I, I liked Anchorman quite a bit. He's in the office. Uh, nothing else I really care about, I would say. That's kind of it. Old
0: school house.
1: Land of the Lost. Zoolander. Oh, yeah,
0: he plays a villain in Zoolander Wait. 1 and 2.
1: Austin Powers? What did he do in that? I don't know. Apparently, he was in Austin Powers' International Man of
0: Mystery. It's been a long time. is that the second one? I I think so. Well, it's been a long time since I've watched them. I
1: watched all three of them in rapid succession like three years ago, something like that. Which one back? They're good. I think the first one and the third one are the best. Second one's not the best.
0: They always hint that he is going to come back and do another one. And I think maybe now would be a a good time to do it.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I, hmm. If they came up with some new ideas for it, I'd imagine it's funny. The The concept of it in the first one, since it didn't really have much expectations, was... It was fantastic, but they really stuck to this narrow view of the character Austin Powers, I think, in the following two.
0: Oh, they got stuck. They were like, this is what works. We know what works. Yeah. Um, It was was the second one or the third one where Steven Spielberg makes a cameo, and he's directing an Austin Powers movie, and it's Tom Cruise as Austin Powers, and... That's the second one. Is it the second one? Yeah. That gag's
1: good. The intro and there's like a film, it's a film set.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And then Austin's back there and he's like, Steven, I love it. It's just, it's not, and it cuts back to Steven. He's holding, he's like, what? I'm sorry. I didn't hear you. I'm cleaning my multiple Academy Awards. Mm-hmm. Like, that's nice. And it's actually Steven Spielberg. Mm-hmm. So when you can get a director who can make fun of himself completely, that's, that's awesome. So, No, that's neat. I read an article that Aaron Sorkin, the writer who is known for writing uh, The West Wing, um, The Social Network was a big one of his, uh, the Steve Jobs non-Aston Kutcher movie, and a few others. He is or has been reported saying that enough time has passed And enough news has happened that he has begun the beginning. Begun to write a sequel to the social network. Didn't see the first. It's a very good movie. It's a very, very good movie. Makes Mark Zuckerberg. It makes. It's weird watching it now, given everything that happened with Facebook this year.
1: Yeah. Paint too much of a, a kind picture of Mark Zuckerberg, do you think? No. It's.
0: He's a douche. Oh really? In the movie. I like it's it. not it doesn't paint him in a nice way. Interesting. But it paints him kind of in the same sense of Ray Kroc in the founder. Like he, he a visionary, smart, had to screw over some people to do it, did it in a way that worked, and he came out on top.
1: For some reason the talking about Mark Zuckerberg triggered just me thinking about news articles that I, I see on a daily basis. Okay. Because, I mean, he's quite a newsworthy person. It's because I've targeted happens. my ads towards you. Uh-huh. So, <laughs> the <laughs> I, I use Google Knowledge as like a curated feed of things that are relevant to what I care about news-wise. Are you aware of things revolving around Trump and the U.S. government currently? Have you been keeping up with everything?
0: Yes, although not as much as I did before, but today as I was driving around, the news seemed to be weird. Okay. So you do some reading tonight. So so here's the thing. But fill me in. Uh, Until,
1: see, I made this realization today when my boss was talking to me and asking if I was up to date on certain things, because he keeps up with all the news, usually like I do. And I made the realization, I haven't seen Trump in a headline or a news article for months they have oh, i have okay but they have disappeared from my google now curated news list and it's a very strange thing because there's a government shutdown right now in the yes. states and there's probably more controversy than ever from yes. what the sounds of it are but it's nowhere to be found and i don't know why it disappeared from the list because i constantly read stuff about the u.s government and, and how things are going and i I follow Trump himself and other political people on Twitter to keep up with their stuff, but it's this weird thing where it's—I feel like it's been censored almost out of my feet. I don't know. I don't know why it's not there. I can't come up with an, a reasonable excuse. There's stuff about Canada and China relations right now, since there's just been some uh, person that was charged with drug smuggling or something, and they've been—they've been handed a death sentence, and I think it's a retaliation for. The whole, I think it's, is it Huawei? Some person related okay. to that because we put them in jail. Bunch of stuff like that. But nothing, and I'm going through it right now, nothing I see about the U.S. government. And that that's huge. I can't believe it, that it's just not in my feed. As somebody who regularly does read that content and it used to be present in my feed. It's this weird thing. I just want to talk to you about it because maybe you have seen some weird thing too, like change... In what gets pre- presented to you,
0: I don't have a personal news feed.
1: No, I have a although targeted ads and stuff for articles might still have a ten like a trend for you.
0: My news feed is totally Twitter, and then I pick and choose the articles based on that. So, based on that, I'm gonna give you the top most recent tweets which would be news headlines from certain so this is this is the news that i get okay uh, i'll go back as far as one hour ago sure i
1: have also pulled up twitter just for the sake of comparison if
0: if it comes to that so one hour ago uh was a local news article okay Uh, From 610 CKTB. Tune in at 7 p.m. as pro dog trainer Dave McMahon talks about dog toys and what's good, what's bad on the market. Dog toys. Okay. So not heavy-hitting news and and not something that I would click on. Not relevant to you at all. No. No. A few minutes later, CNN reports for two weeks in a row. The Supreme Court has met behind closed doors in its ornate conference room to pour over the unusual number of controversial ish. Then it runs away, so I don't know exactly how it ends, but hmm. that intrigues me. Uh, CNN also reported that Wells Fargo has splurged on stock buybacks since its fake accounts scandal. Hmm. Happening now, ABC. President Trump welcomes the... National champion Clemson Tigers football team to the White House. Again, not breaking news, but no. at least Trump's in my news. See, I
1: I just scrolled through. I went to the search area because that's not necessarily my feed. It's things that are just out there, what's trending, whatever. I had to scroll all the way to the bottom. And under popular articles, there's one that mentions Trump by name. And it's blame GOP blamed for government shutdown. Uh, no crisis seen, but fewer oppose the wall. Some kind of poll. This is by ABC News. That's it in my entire news feed. and that's like after scrolling past like a hundred things. Although the first thing is Canadian man sentenced to death for on drug trafficking charges, which is the it's the hot story now because I was listening to the CBC when I came home from work. Eh, I don't know. Maybe maybe it's just a weird thing that I've maybe clicked on too few U.S. government-related posts, and now they think that I'm not interested. Maybe. Uh, What are the
0: posts you get now? Like, if you go to your curated feed, Mm. what are the articles? Are they purely Like,
1: I was just there a second ago, but okay, I got Samsung S10 leaks. Great. China arbitrarily applies death penalty. Okay, same thing. Yep. Uh, Leaked photo of OnePlus 7. Mm -hmm. It's a phone. Good. Okay. 2024 Mustang. Okay. Uh, Zach Wild, guitarist for Ozzy Osbourne. Something about him. Something about a Canon camera. Something about a DJI Osmo. Something about an electric <laughs> motor. Uh, Red Dead Redemption 2, something. I don't even have a PlayStation or an Xbox, but it's, it's there. Whatever. Uh, 2019 Dodge Ram. Race to partner with Ontario's Cannabis Retail License winners. That's news. That's the CBC article. Uh, Montreal woman asks drunk driver who hit her to join in her speaking at schools. That sounds like a local news from Montreal that's kind of interesting.
0: That's intriguing.
1: I'm not going to read any more articles, but anyways, the trend that I see looking through more of these is a couple local news things, but mostly technology, Hmm. for the most part. That's what Google thinks I'm interested in, and some automotive stuff. Um, Nothing brand specific. I wonder if it like. is. Let's just say you're a hardcore gm guy and and does google just show you ads relevant to chevy cars and gmc suvs and whatever else did it it's did, possible it, it'd be interesting if it really specifically narrowed down that bias or does it just know that you're into cars or trucks or whatever curious
0: i'm sure it's fairly specific well,
1: i i should ask friends that are specific to certain brands what they get because I, I look up stuff for every. So when part.
0: you're doing your American government research on your phone or when you're doing it, are you doing it on your phone or are you doing it on your computer?
1: My phone. I pretty much read all news on my phone. I don't do that. If I do it on my computer, it's video format because I usually put it in the background or whatever if I'm doing something else. <laughs> so, and and again, Google Chrome is Yeah, you said that. linked. So on your phone, on your computer... Browser history and cookies are the same thing.
0: Yeah, I don't know. I can't say for sure if that's a fake news type move, but I I haven't noticed it, but I don't have a curated feed. I just get a bunch.
1: We know that platforms like Twitter and Facebook have already sort of censored certain things out of people's view. Yeah. And everybody's, well, a lot of people on the conservative side of things say that conservatives are commonly censored. I don't know. And and Trump is a conservative Republican, so, sure. Not really that relevant to the political things in Canada. Like, I I don't think somebody who aligns with a conservative government in Canada would necessarily vote for Trump, but if they were a U.S. citizen.
0: I don't know. I I can't say for sure. I'm assuming it could be a mix of both. Maybe... You were looking up CES a bit too much, and now you have tech stuff and
1: car stuff. The interesting thing about the list, and, and it is a problem, it's a bit of an echo chamber, is I don't really have to look for news. It's just there all the time. All the things that I'm actually interested in, it's really good at showing me them.
0: I did an experiment, and it was a unplanned, self-imposed experiment. And I thought about how I feel afterwards. Ever since we interviewed Nick, Niagara411, I've been paying more and more attention to his page, more to watch the the follower numbers go up, but because I'm there a lot more...
1: It shows you more content. I'm reading, reading
0: the articles, and I'm reading everything, yeah. and it, in turn, is not not making me more anxious or anything like that it's not like that but it's making me more aware of how many issues there are and it's I'm hesitant to say it's making me more nervous but it's making me realize fuck because you get news Mm -hmm. but the stuff that he's reporting on isn't and he will openly admit that stuff that he reports on isn't necessarily news.
1: No and it's like every incident it's not it's stuff that would not necessarily be newsworthy because it's resolved in a way that's not that yeah. interesting. And
0: simple, simple things like a a he he actually made a post about kind of clarifying what he does and doesn't post. It's like if it's a like a fender bender if it gets a conduct and I report a fender bender if it's a fender bender on a highway and it's closed two lanes I will probably mention that or something like that. Yeah. And then when I see articles where it's just a like a collision that has a street crossed it's nice to know that nobody's hurt and if i'm going that way i can avoid that area mm-hmm. but then when you hear like very quickly um last week i think it was or the week before mm-hmm. uh they did their yearly closing of the canal and when they closed the canal they drained it and they drain it every year to, oh, to search for and they search human remains and they found remains yeah and they found them very quickly not surprising really no it's not surprising at all even if they weren't looking for somebody it still wouldn't be surprising mm-hmm. a based on the traffic that goes through that canal and b just based on the amount of missing people mm-hmm. and it was interesting watching the post it was like oh is it is it uh so and so is it so and so and I nobody
1: they were unidentified. They were the
0: unidentified, news. and DNA does take a while. And he finally did post that it can take up to thirty days for them to get the proper results, especially when the body was that badly you know situated. Mm-hmm. And it it'll be interesting to see, but stuff like that the news doesn't really report on. They report that the canal's being closed. Mm-hmm. And he was the first person to say that they found somebody. So I, it's a weird. I like I like what he does. Yes, me too, a lot. So much so that we're gonna do stuff with him. But I,
1: you mentioned earlier in what you were talking about stuff about something about anxiety, basically about yeah. knowing the news, and and there's a line that you hear commonly from people, and it's a bit of an overly dramatic thing to say, but they say, oh. The news makes me depressed. I don't watch the news. Or whatever. It's just something along those lines. Or it's so it's so sad or it's so whatever. And it's this weird gut reaction that people get. And I kind of I think I feel maybe the same thing as those people, although I don't really try to put up such a weird excuse for it. I just on the way over here was listening to stuff to do with the Chinese death penalty on this yep. on this case. And they just openly remarked, "Oh, the China executes, I think, a hundred times as many people as the United States every year, and they do it like by firing squads still like guns and everything." And then immediately upon hearing that, it's just like, "Yeah, the world is very cruel and very fucked up." And people who have this, it's this interesting. I think I first started like thinking about it deeply in my first year university psychology class, where people try to a lot of people view the world as generally good and generally this or generally that and things are perhaps perhaps better than they actually are just maybe because of our sheltered lives although i feel like people that are in these horrible situations probably look on the bright side too a little bit too much but yeah a lot of people don't watch the news because it is it taps into this part of the human psyche where it's like stuff can shit can hit the fan very quickly and life for almost everybody on this planet is miserable and it's yeah maybe not in their even their own perspective but from our perspective it sure looks that way so and, and that ties a little bit into how nick was talking about how people would ask him not to report on stuff like suicides because they don't want to hear about stuff that makes them feel sad or whatever it is I don't. Do you think we'll ever enter like a post-news society? We just don't want to hear that kind of stuff because it screws with our vibes. Maybe,
0: but I think that they might have got it right years ago, and I think that that is one of the issues nowadays. It's also one of the positives, and I'd be totally, you know, destroying Nick's everything and every news organization's everything now years ago if you wanted to know the news and it didn't matter what it was if you wanted to know the news you were at home at 6 p.m because that's when the news started right yeah and we're talking years and years ago and then there were 24 hour news networks yep and that was like okay so it's a full channel you can just watch the news that's when it became an issue and then when it became instantaneous reporting, and anybody can say, oh, there's an explosion just down the street or something, whatever. Stupid. That's just the offshoot of that. I think if you can, it, it's hard to avoid at this point, even if you didn't uh, follow any of the news organizations on Facebook. You, it's impossible to avoid it's amazing now that I pay attention how many people are sharing the Niagara 411 posts so you think
1: that maybe we'll never enter a post news society because people just share information like that people or?
0: no matter how bad things are people are curious by nature That's True. so if you
1: but maybe. it would, it would take a movement of people almost that willingly ignore at least mainstream media news which I'm sure there's lots of people already that don't pay attention to a lot of that stuff
0: i don't know that's that's a tough one i i think we could all do with maybe a better mixture there's a lot of good things i mean
1: i'm not saying that i would be one of these people i'm just saying a lot of people have this gut reaction that the news
0: makes me depressed or whatever it is the news doesn't make me depressed it makes me more aware that there are lots of issues yeah and when you see it's it's really bad because I made a prediction, and I hope that uh, my prediction comes true. I told him or I told Nick that he's going to hit 30,000 subscribers by January 25th, mm-hmm. and I did it based on the way it was growing. Yep. Unfortunately, and also heavily fortunately, nothing bad has happened in a few days. There's been no robberies, well, no murder. Nothing local. Perhaps something really bad has happened
1: while we've been here. And I say that because on the way over here, I I got on the highway. I, I got on... I'll go right to his page. In Welland. And there was a weird police blockade thing set up. But, like, there was just cars. I don't even know where the officers were. It was on the side of the road. Not sure what they were doing. Got on the highway. Saw no less than about four police cruisers headed in that direction
0: towards Welland. An ambulance. Okay, well, that was that was before you got here. I knew about Just this. before we got here. Uh, three hours ago was the big thing in Welland. What was it? Uh, there was a traffic issue. Woodlawn Road between Highway 406 and Primeway Drive is partially blocked due to a collision. It Reported was... Reported truck rollover into a pole with injuries.
1: Maybe I'm really blind, but I'll tell you what I saw. I saw two police cars. They were sort of like pull off to the side of the road, but not like pulled over, like jutting into the... They were perpendicular to the road and there was pylon set up and there was a pathway for people to drive through right where the highway on ramp is pretty much I didn't see no truck in the ditch but there was two police officers there like two police cars and nothing else nothing else had gotten there So that's interesting I don't know why how I couldn't have seen a truck But yeah, yeah, stuff like that seems to be happening
0: pretty constantly. It does, but when you see when you see the bigger ones his His views go up, or his followers go up so high. Yeah, because people need to know. But he has stagnated in the 21,000 range for a few days now because nothing has really happened. There's been traffic accidents and whatnot. And God, like, thank God nothing has happened. We'll be honest that there's been no murders or whatnot or more robberies, Mm -hmm. but it's, it's a weird thing where it has stagnated because nothing is happening.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, is, is that the same problem as mainstream news, though? Where like it's about views, where you you don't want it to stagnate. You want to keep people in fear, and you want to keep giving them information about things that probably don't have that much relevance to their lives. But it gets you eyeballs on commercials
0: to an extent, probably.
1: Mm-hmm. Now, yeah. keep in mind, Nick doesn't make any money from this, no. so doesn't really have that incentive. I mean, we're mostly more interested in his growth than probably he is. At least, that's how it feels. Because it's pretty cool to see something like that come oh, up yeah. in popularity.
0: I don't know. It's it, it's hard to pinpoint. It's I think all news stations come from, at least on a surface level, the the need to disseminate information correct. right and the need to get information out there and help help people be aware of what's going on now because they're a business and most news organizations are a fledgling business especially radio and whatnot they need big stories I went to school with a lady who works for a local radio station and they have begun to force their uh, radio people to do, uh, basically uh, news reports mm-hmm. when they're out and about in St. Catharines and something happens. On the ground. On news. The ground. And okay. the reports are horrible. Mm-hmm. So this person who never wanted to be a TV reporter is now said, well you have to be in front of the camera. But then they're told to do this. I've seen them. Read off of a... No, not read. Record. Report. Report holding a microphone that has the news station's logo but that's not going into like it's weird to see I'll send you I'll have to find it
1: but that would probably look quite jarring I mean there's ways you could do that with like a almost like a steadicam setup or something you could have like attached to you I'm I'm sure there's like a on the go selfie newscasting set up that would be quite good and not as jarring even a freaking camera on a tripod would be fine and cheap but yeah that's that's interesting
0: so it's it's weird how news stations are are changing things to survive and they obviously appreciate a busy news day as much as anybody else cuz if there's if there's something going on it doesn't have to be life threatening but if there's something going on more people are likely to tune in mm-hmm. to some capacity that's true an interesting beeping I don't know what that is a smoke alarm maybe maybe we're about to be in the news
1: cool <laughs> local <laughs> building in St. Catherine's catches fire
0: I wouldn't like that
1: no it sounds <laughs> like it's just bad cooking anyway <laughs> um, probably a good place to start wrapping it up for the
0: night I think yeah anyways have a great evening everybody <laughs> stay safe have a good night Stay foolish. This has been a funny thing. happening Happen on the way, way to the podcast. podcast. Download and stream this podcast on iTunes and Spotify. And by the time you're watching this, hopefully the Google Play Store.